0: Today's show is sponsored by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon makes the most comfortable hoodies, sweatpants, underwear, and socks you will ever wear. I am wearing the socks right now, and they Feel great. How do they look, Kara Swisher? They look
1: fantastic on many, stage last night. And, and then There's got, many comments about it. Yeah, they're
0: the pretty good socks. Yeah. And I'm not wearing them because of response. I'm wearing them because I pay for them with my own money. Wow. They are naturally antimicrobial, which means I smell awesome as well. You can wear them <laughs> on stage. You can wear them to podcast. Yeah. Kara Swisher is testifying to how great I smell. Yeah. You
1: smell fantastic.
0: You can go to MacWeldon.com and get them for 20% off today with the promo code RECODE. That's MacWeldon.com promo code RECODE. If for some reason you don't like these things, it's not possible. You will like them. You can return them to Mack Weldon. They will let you keep your money. Twenty percent off, it's good for you, it's good for me. If you go to MacWeldon.com and use the promo code RECODE, that's MacWeldon.com. Promo code RECODE. This is Recode Media with Peter Kafka. That's me. It's powered by digital media. That is a real company with a funny name. I am here with my boss. Wow. Kara Swisher. That's me. Welcome, boss. Thanks. How you doing? Good. I think this is going to be our Christmas episode. Oh, so wow. Merry, Christmas, Merry Christmas, happy Hanukkah, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Kwanzaa,
1: whatever else you celebrate. We,
0: I think we're supposed to be non-inclusive anymore in the Trump era.
1: Oh, please!
0: I was hearing that a lot. I heard it on stage the other day.
1: Non-inclusive. We right? should stop
0: being so politically correct. Oh, fuck that! We should we should let Americans not no, feel talked down to by let's, let's talk down coastal them. elites.
1: Yeah, let's talk down to them.
0: Yeah, we're Sorry. in New York. It's good. I am, and you're based <laughs> in San Francisco, so this is we are coastal elites.
1: Being educated and uh, tolerant really is not going to be a negative for me and they can't i had a relative who um you know very typically expressed that sentiment like you think she i'm going to use this accent because they're from the south and, and you think you're better than us and i said i am better than you that I was this year it, this or this year after the election post-election this yeah, was their they were, you know they were doing the sore winner thing which is, is exhausting part of trump people they, they can't just win they are mad about winning and they make have to make you feel bad on top of it, so I call them sore winners, which makes them mad. About oh,
0: the, I want to go back and pass and we'll talk about your history. But I do want to talk about the future. So let's start there. Okay, you're my boss. You're the executive editor of mm-hmm. Recode. You're the yeah. co-founder. Yep. Prior to that, you were the co-founder of All Things yeah. D. Yeah, I've worked for you since
1: oh, way too long. Way too <laughs> I don't long. Know how long? Why uh, uh, are you still doing did, it?
0: Did you call me here to, to, to tell no, me something? No, I'm so Good. sorry.
1: I feel like you'll be the one breaking up with me. I've
0: ch- I've chosen to stay with you. I
1: know it's weird.
0: For better and yeah. for worse. It's from um,
1: family dysfunction, maybe your parents didn't hug you enough when you were a kid.
0: Yeah. Well, you don't. you're not a big hugger, though. No, I'm not,
1: so you're used but to it. But
0: you're not as fierce as you look? No. You no, know, and you have your glasses no. off right now? Yes. No,
1: yes, I'll put them on if you'd
0: like. No, 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 you, you, yeah. you, do, you do what you got to do. But let's talk about the future. Has the election, has it made you rethink what you want to do at Recode, what yeah. you want to do professionally? Mm-hmm. Yeah, how so?
1: Yeah, well, I think one of the things that we have not been doing, and I think a lot of the press hasn't been doing, is, is I feel like sometimes we're stenographers, and we just type things down what people say, And then leave that, leave people to, you know, I think Janine Gibson talked about it last night on stage is that here's one side, here's the other side, do with what you will. I think we need to really double down on not doing that because they feel like that we we become stenographers and act like these things are all equal or we don't have judgment on them based on strong reporting. I think I did a little strongly with Peter Thiel. Everyone just wrote down what he said, and a lot of what he said was just ridiculous. And so we said it was ridiculous. And why? You know, I think we have to really make some serious thoughts about what we want to say about what's going on. When things fail, like just recently GoPro, I mean, this is just stuff we cover. GoPro, obviously, is in trouble. Like, to stop pretending this ridiculous canard that everything in Silicon Valley works beautifully. So,
0: so do you think that's something you haven't done? Like, see if this is reputation is this fierce, yes. yeah. really tough reporter, do you think in the past you actually have not been sort of opinionated enough in your writing? Probably not. Yeah. Probably
1: we have been. I think we've done it with certain companies. We've been tough on, on companies that deserve it, I think. I, I think we just have to be tougher on everybody. I think we do this that more in the podcasts. where We question people. We make them answer questions yeah. fully. And I think sometimes we don't, again, we're stenographers. We, it feels a little bit like we have to stop being stenographers all the time. You know, so
0: Michael there. Wolf, one of the two Michael Wolves. This is Which the, one? The, the nice the,
1: one or the mean one?
0: The, the one you don't like. I'm okay. I don't dislike him. Uh, sure. The Can the you? the Murdoch biographer. Yes. He's yeah. now the, the Bannon biographer. Right. So oh, was he actually, doing a biography of Bannon? Well, he he got a big interview with him. Yeah. And he's been dining out on along mm-hmm. for a long time. He said, we actually should be stenographers. He's a very good Twitter troll. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, he did one of these podcasts, I guess, and he said, we should be stenographers now. That's actually the appropriate role for the press, knowing full well that it would freak oh, everybody out. He just um, says things. Yeah, yeah. But his argument was, no, no, this is now when, when Donald Trump says something or Steve Bannon says something, you should write it down and transmit it to people because that's your role.
1: Yeah, oh, probably.
0: Do you think at all, this is heavy for the beginning of an mm-hmm. interview, but do you think at all, just beyond sort of how critical we should be about GoPro? Mm-hmm. Or whatever company we're talking about. Do you think beyond that that maybe the work we do should be different work now that we're living in a Trump world? Yeah, I
1: think we should really call people out on things. We have to stop being quite as cooperative. I think we cooperate way too much, and I think writing things down is exactly the problem. Is we we sort of suspend disbelief that these you know when these companies get money or this is just to tech, but it's to everything. Is we. We allow them just to we allow them to lie, we allow them to say things that are false we we don't question things as much as we should for lots of reasons we want to be fair. I think a lot of it in our case when we do that we we're trying to be fair
0: I think a lot of people who do what we do have that that reservation i don't mm-hmm. really want to say that mm-hmm. um, i can't say that. I can say it privately. we can say it at the right. bar. i'm not going to say it uh, in my writing uh, there's another argument, and I think there's truth to this it says. Journalists, whatever ecosystem they're in. So we're in the tech media ecosystem. Mm-hmm. They don't want to burn your sources. Yeah. You don't want to wreck relationships. We right. need to have people come on stage. Then we need people come on to these podcasts. Mm-hmm. And if we're really critical about them, we're going to lose friends right. and, and allies mm-hmm. and sources. Yeah,
1: that's how, right. how do you deal with that? We're going to lose friends and allies and sources. That's the
0: correct answer. Good for you. Um, <laughs> you know, I
1: think you know. I think about covering Yahoo. She's completely cut me off for First years. Yeah, right. just cut me off from we the did, beginning. From the from beginning. From the beginning. And because she perceived me as hostile, presumably. Um, and so they they literally couldn't the – one of the PR people went out in the parking lot and called me on a burner phone, and they apologized because it was unprofessional. And so I think we did the best coverage of all time there because we didn't you have did access. You did great coverage,
0: and I always thought it was – she was particularly ill-served because, mm-hmm. frankly, I think if she would have taken you out to exactly. lunch once –
1: it would have changed. It really would have
0: changed things. And, and she could have done everything the same and you would, I think, just inherently been less critical less just critical. because you'd had mm-hmm. a relationship yeah. with her and not 100%. nothing nefarious. She's not bribing you.
1: No. So- no, I just, I feel like that was good for me. I was like, good. You don't want to talk to me. I'll just do good reporting and I don't have to do the dance that people do.
0: So, I mean, I was talking to some some people who work for you, and mm-hmm. they they wanted they, they asked them what questions should I ask her, <laughs> and that was one of them, which is how do you handle having relationships, having social relationships with the yeah. people you cover, right? Well, so you're the most feared journalist in Silicon Valley, but you're, I think that's you're a cigar, not right. You're yeah. friends with many of these people. Yeah. Uh, um, mm-hmm. You're genuinely like friends with them. them. You're socially friends with them. You host parties. I you're,
1: think I'm I'm less friends with a lot of them than you think. Uh-huh. I think I'm friendly. Yeah. I would say friendly. There are several people who have become friends. Yeah, and. I think I'm more friendly with them um, than anything else and I don't I think one of the things they do like and I I do think that's the reason they like to come on the podcast and sit for interviews is they like the idea of an intelligent person asking them tough questions. I think smart people i always feel like really smart people really like tough questions. They they do. They ultimately they do. They don't want to be they don't want to spend their whole lives being licked up and down by journalists. Some of them
0: like the way They do they do. But I always tell tech people about- They'll ask about, what PR Mm -hmm. firm should I hire? Yeah. yeah. Not a great answer, but I always say, look, I mean, whatever you do, talking to me, talking to Mm -hmm. Kara Swisher, that's the easiest part of your day, Mm -hmm. raising money, getting employees to do something, hiring people. That's all really hard stuff, Mm -hmm. but just having a cogent conversation with me.
1: I think it's better because they can really think out their businesses too. Like if we bring questions up, you'd want that. If you were starting a business and I'm like, oh, you know, especially since I've been around since the dawn of time, like... You know, when they did this then, this is what happened. It doesn't mean it's going to be pertinent here. But I think we have a lot of knowledge that is helpful to people and and can, you know, people want a, maybe they don't want a truthful person, but I would think I want a truthful person telling me what mistakes I could make. Or what things I should try more than other things, and so, you know, some people I do personally like. I mean, I like Cheryl Sandberg. I do. I like her. I think I, I have a lot of disagreements with her on some of her stuff, but I do personally like her. It's hard not to like a lot of people. It's hard not to laugh at Mark Benioff. He's funny. He's witty. So
0: take Cheryl take for example yeah. uh CEO of Facebook do mm-hmm. you think your Facebook coverage would be different if you didn't have that relationship if you didn't like her if you didn't go to her house for her parties
1: um no because I'm I think what they're doing around fake news I think I've been pretty I haven't written enough about it but I have been outspoken about how it's ridiculous Mark's statements on this are just idiotic so I don't think they expect me to behave this, and I've said it to them in to Cheryl's face like this is we had an argument not an argument but we I saw her and I said this is just bullshit like what you're saying you have a huge responsibility you're a media company you you want to pick and choose where your responsibility i don't think i held back in any way
0: and did she actually argue because she yeah. at least because it on stage in public mm-hmm. she doesn't engage she just has a sort of robot yes answer, she did answer
1: yes she did engage
0: so what is her what is her argument
1: it's con. you know it, I think it's, it's not unsimilar actually cheryl is very similar on stage and off stage which is you know what i mean like she's she's not someone who's who varies a lot I think she underst- I think they understand their responsibility. I think she at least will admit they're figuring it out. Like they don't know. Like it's a difficult thing and you know, she's not technical and there are some huge technical issues around dealing with fake news. There really are. There it's you know, I did a, a tweet and I got hundreds and hundreds of replies of technical I said, What is the technical problem? Right. And so I think she was being politic and diplomatic, but I don't think – I got no sense that she did not understand that this is a big issue. What
0: with, do you think that – Which gener- Mark
1: sort of communicated
0: that it wasn't well, Eventually, right? Like yeah. after he eventually mm-hmm. said, oh, yeah, yeah, it is a big issue. Yeah, so like but three sort or four of tries. still tried
1: to soft pedal by using words like gray and, you know, you're crazy to think – it's like why would you be crazy to think this had an impact?
0: And why do you think that that Cheryl and, and Mark are so insistent on not being called a media company? I have my own theories for it. It also seems um, incredibly obvious that they're a media company, right? They take our right. attention, they sell advertising. 100%, they, they, they that's how they make a lot of money. They sell advertising against. Yeah, and the and
1: stuff. Meanwhile, they're putting media out of business. I think that they don't want the responsibility of it. They like pretending they're this tool and platform, and you know, you don't want to compare it to guns, but it's more like cigarettes. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they. I'm not sure what product it is. A like Coca Cola.
0: Or, 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 it's or it's like Google, right? Or right. It's, which also is also a media company, mm-hmm. but I think th- their Facebook idea is, is, is more so, right. but if if the users are putting the things, if people yes. are using our platform to put us stuff there, we're just we're just connecting. yeah, them. we're the platform We're not making any that's judgments. Their thing. And I think that's what scares them about fake news. I,
1: I think that they would rather just be the platform and not be responsible for it. But everything they do has an enormous impact, the same thing with Google, although less so. I mean, Google's less Facebook is a place where people really are sharing a lot more. Um and so, I'm not sure. The thing is there's no easy answer for what they should do, right? Because what are they gonna like it is difficult from a technology point of view to fix this.
0: Well, some it, there they is could, gray they could, areas. They, sure, they'll be there I mean are. that's the thing, right? It's difficult, but they're no, full of, of geniuses. And, yes, that's and, what and I also said. there's some things you can do, right? There's right. no child porn on Facebook or if yeah. there is, it's
1: Oh no, they're um, able to do it. Right. They're able, I said, if they're, they're they always tout how smart they are every day of the week until it's something hard that they don't want to deal with, and then hey, it's real hard, Carol. Like, all of a sudden, they're oh, well, you if you understood, I'm like, well, can't you? I thought you can go to the moon. Like, I'm sorry, you keep talking about how smart you are. Yeah, and I'm they find that. it, well, this one is really smart. Like, whenever it's inconvenient and difficult, especially because it's a societal problem, and I do think they, they don't admit that they had. An enormous impact from that conservative attack that they got around algorithms and their their trending news. I Which think was that a non-true
0: enormous... story. Right. It was a... No- Gizmodo wrote this story mm-hmm. and yeah I' talked about this a bit it it you know good for them for being ambitious, but it was not a well sourced story. it was not a well mm-hmm. edited story and basically the premise of it was wrong, which was that there was a group of people actually trying to act yeah a bunch of liberals
1: gone crazy
0: trying trying to suppress conservative viewpoints mm-hmm. and it's not a true thing but but Facebook spent the summer cowering yes. from that report.
1: Facebook is a company that does that all the time. you know that it's the, I, I really like. What they do in a lot of ways, but can, they they are the most um, twitchy company on those. You think more
0: things. so than other Silicon Valley companies. Yeah,
1: I think a lot of them just just wait to rope a dope people. Just wait and wait and wait.
0: Because they all seem pr- like as as, as as swashbuckling and change the world and self confident mm-hmm. and rightly so. They're rewarded with all sorts of things, including lots of money. Mm-hmm. Um, these folks are. They seem like they're very very loath to sort of stick. Any body part out of silicon Valley, yeah. I think right? probably Tim I'm Cook. That was metaphor. Tim
1: Cook around. Um, well, they're e- they they'll do it easily with gay issues, for example. They'll all line up on that one. You know, they'll be like, "Hey, you, North now Carolina, all, yeah. oh no, yeah, now this year, this year, and some last year." Um, you know, North Carolina bad kind of thing, Indiana bad kind of thing. What was interesting is when we went when we were doing the Ellen Powell coverage, and I was trying to get quotes from CEOs about women's issues, you couldn't get someone to do it, and one of the one of those. This the the climber Perkins. Climber Perkins with Ellen's suit against them, um, sexual harassment or sexual discrimination, and I couldn't get a quote out of anybody, anybody. And one of them truthfully said, "This is the third rail. I'm not touching it." But would you like to talk about gay issues? Like, was it
0: was it sexism or was it money?
1: I didn't want to talk about sex. I mean, issues around misogyny, and I, they didn't just didn't want to talk about it. They didn't want to talk on the record about it, for
0: sure. You mentioned gay issues. I want to mm-hmm. ask you, there's a Tim Cook story that you tell sometimes, mm-hmm. maybe you can share it here, about being on stage with him. Mm-hmm. He was not out. No. It was reported by many people yeah. or well discussed that he right. was gay. Right, it Didn't seem to be a controversial thing. No. And in your mind, you're on stage with Tim Cook, yeah. CEO of Apple. Yeah. And you're debating whether or not to ask him if he's
1: Well, gay. I just was, I actually was, I, I thought the interview was kind of boring. That's <laughs> what it was. I was like, you know how he is. He's, he's a lovely man. He really is a lovely man. And But he was... Um, the interview was dull at the moment, and I was bored with the interview. It's was his of, first
0: interview sort yeah, of like post it was just a Steve dull. Jobs?
1: He's very low. You know, he's so low energy. He's not low energy either. I mean, he's just—he's hard to interview. He's, he's reserved. A, he's very reserved compared to most people who are just ego-raging egomaniacs, and so they're entertaining. Like well, and would. also
0: compared to Steve Jobs, right? right? Of so he's—he's he's sitting course. in the seat where Steve Jobs yeah, used to sit and the, captivate everyone. Yeah,
1: exactly. And he's got his own assets and everything on himself. But it was a really dull interview, and I was—I was kind of bored, and I thought happen here if I asked him what it's like to be the most uh, senior gay uh, executive in Silicon Valley? And I just, it just crossed my mind and I kind of was sitting there, literally, this is how bored I was, was I was trying to figure out what would be the cost to me for doing that. What would happen? And what would Walt do? What would he do? What would the crowd do? Would I be, have to leave journalism? It was, and I just, I didn't do it. Because then I thought it's just not, you know, it's up to him, ultimately. But it was one of my naughty periods. I was like, oh, be the Have cost to Kara Have you ever talked to him about that? Because eventually no. he did come out on his no. own. We and never talked about him being gay.
0: And you've never had that discussion?
1: Never. With him? He's not like that. I mean, he's not, he's not someone who welcomes, I don't even know him that well. So I, I, I'm not a friend. I'm not, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's been pretty good around the issues, you know, around them. I think he, they were very brave on the encryption. For example, he was very outspoken at a cost that was, that was surprising that they were so outspoken, but I kind of liked that about them.
0: So we'll go through everyone else in Silicon Valley, ask them if they're gay mm-hmm. or not, and yeah, we we'll can talk about right. that in a minute. But <laughs> I it, don't know.
1: I just I felt like in lots of ways, I think his take, and he's he and I are around the same age, was it's not a big deal. It's not the most important part of my care. You know, I think that's where he is, I assume, um, and so that's why he never talked about it. I am a different person where I feel that his coming out was critically important to people who are gay to understand that.
0: I was going to ask you about this, so I'll ask you about it. Um, last night, I don't know when we'll hear this, but it, we had an event last night on stage. Jim mm-hmm. Van hey, who's mm-hmm. co-founder of Politico, is now creating this news publication. Yes, His name Axios. Like Axios? Where were they? Like I have not axe, <laughs> uh, Axe body spray. <laughs> well, um, and then he went on. My a, sons use that. Uh, it's
1: awful.
0: Uh, it's my sons eventually. It's terrible. Awful. Covers up worse smells. There's uh, also one
1: from Old Spice called Swagger that you're going to hate. Oh, Swagger. Don't tell me.
0: So Van Dyke said at one point he went on a rant about Trump and why, why Trump yeah. won. And, and one of his points, and I've heard other people make this point, so it's a new mm-hmm. conventional wisdom, is that one of the things that the Trump voter is, is reacting to is being told they're wrong and being looked down upon by coastal elites. And Mm -hmm. one thing they always bring up is they "They don't want to be told they're wrong for having questions about gay rights or same-sex bathrooms. Mm -hmm. I keep hearing this coming back. So do you think that's a legitimate argument? No. So one, do do you think that's, so you think, do you think that's fueling it may be Trump- fueling
1: if you want to treat everyone like they're twelve years old. I guess you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. It's like they, they it's, people said the exact same things about interracial marriages. I'm sure they were doing it about slavery. It's just they're, they're wrong. They're you know I, I was in, I was in an interesting discussion.
0: So there's this argument. well, you have to learn to reach across the aisle and well, understand where they're coming. I not to reach across the aisle
1: on that issue. They're wrong. They're hundred percent wrong, and and you know history will bear this out because it's it's going to it's the last raging vestige of anger over something they're wrong about, just like they're like, wrong about interracial marriages. There's a new movie out, Loving, which I'm excited to see. You know, they would go, I, sh- I can feel that way. Well, s- you can feel that way, but you're wrong. So I have relatives who, I had one uh, uh, uncle who, who called me up during, during early on in this thing, and he goes, you know, 49% of the people in this country, or 50% of 51% of people don't believe in gay marriage. I said, how did you lose that 49% so quickly? Mm, that's pretty bad. Like, it's just, it's a matter of time and history. And I have a lot of born-again relatives, and their concerns are not gay marriage. They are poverty, where it should be. where What Jesus did talk about, which was poverty and all kinds, of, you know, inequity and inequality. And, and that's what they're concerned with, and they are not concerned with that issue. And so I'm hoping that time will just... Yeah, it's a fun. weird
0: one that they keep bringing. They do, that and up I, I'm tired of listening to it. I don't. I, but I don't know why. I mean, I know that in the past that's been an, an election issue. It seemed like it was not even an election issue oh. this year. No one was even talking about it on stage. Yeah. And so this notion, there's this deep seated resentment about uh, treating gay sure. people fairly. They're
1: deep seatedly wrong, and they feel bad that they don't get to say the terrible things they get to say. Yeah, I just, I just,
0: I don't even think it's a. Well, who knows? I don't. think wrong I don't about know. everything it's, else. It's in interesting
1: because one of the things was. I had another relative who was, I think, is ignorant um, and, and was saying, oh, we won, you know, the sore winner thing. We won, we won. You you thought you were better than us. They keep doing that one. I do get yeah. that from some relatives. And I'm like, I am better than you. like. And they go crazy. They're like, they're like, no, you're not. I'm like, I really am. I'm like, I'm smarter. I'm richer. I'm, I'm more educated. I have a better life. You look like you're going to keel over from all that fried food. Like, I just, I, what I do is I poke them and poke them and poke them. But the fact of the matter is celebrating intolerance and Lack of education is not something – I'll continue to fight it. It's ridiculous for us to give in and cooperate with that. We shouldn't co- – Elizabeth Warren last night on CNN was talking about that, and, and Anderson Cooper, who always sort of tries to get to the middle, they're trying to – you know, like, let's all get along. Yep. He goes, you know, don't you think we should all get along? And she goes, no, I don't. Why should we accept policies that are not good policies that we don't agree with we should not get along and and i think democrats and liberals tend to always try to get along and the republicans certainly haven't over the past right
0: and then they'll make i don't know why you're getting so worked up about politics as if it's a you know color flavor of ice cream right it's not a flavor of ice cream yeah
1: well i've lived it i have children i know what it what the cost is so i'm not gonna i'm tolerate it. i'm not gonna get along i just again it's the same theme is that we, tend to, we always tend to try to get along when we shouldn't be asking questions, at the very least. And we don't ask enough questions. I, I think we don't. And I, I think we do more than others, but still not enough.
0: I'm going to think of a question. We're going okay. to listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. SoFi is a new kind of finance company. If you've taken out student loans to invest in yourself and your career, SoFi wants to help you out. SoFi refinances federal and private student loans, and it saves its members an average of $316 a month. Remember, SoFi is not a bank, so they can do things a bank can't do. Plus, as a member, you have access to a ton of great perks. They run an entrepreneur program that helps members get their businesses up and running via mentorship, networking, access to investors. And as part of the program, you can pause your loan payments for up to 12 months. That lets you focus less on student debt, and more on growing your business. Find your rate at SOFI.com. That's SOFI.com. Terms and conditions apply at SOFI.com slash legal. Today's show is also brought to you by Videoblocks, a stock media company that everyone can afford. With a Videoblocks subscription, you get unlimited daily downloads from a library of 115,000 HD video clips, After Effects templates, motion backgrounds, and cinemagraphs. On average, subscribers pay less than a dollar per download over the course of a year. It's the same content you'd find on more expensive sites, just way cheaper. As a subscriber, you get everything 100% royalty-free, even if you cancel that subscription. You keep what you download forever. Videoblox is offering my listeners a one-year subscription for $99. That's 50 bucks off the usual price tag for my listeners only. Get your yearly subscription today for only $99 at videoblockscom slash recode. That's videoblockscom slash recode for this exclusive offer. Today's show is brought to you by Capital One. Capital One knows you've got questions about your credit. You may be asking, who's really in charge of my credit score? How does my credit actually work? That's why Capital One created the CreditWise app so you can check your credit score anytime you want right in the app. And it's free to everyone, Capital One customer or not. In fact, millions of CreditWise users have improved their score by 20 points or more. So download the app for free today. Availability depends on presence of credit history from TransUnion. CreditWise is offered by Capital One Bank, USA, and A. And I'm back with Kara Swisher, who is eyeballing her phone. She desperately <laughs> wants to pick it up. It's my best
1: relationship i But she's behaving ever had. so
0: responsibly. I had
1: a phone when I had a baby. You know that. I love my phone. Love my
0: phone. You had a BlackBerry back in, the in
1: Yes, in my hand I was. I was texting Walt back Mossberg, with a Blackberry. all things. Let's,
0: let's, let's talk about Walt Mossberg yeah. and, and you and, and how you got to be here, mm-hmm. cut your teeth at, at uh, the Washington Post. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. I was just Cub- back there yesterday. I, w- I had a nostalgia for it. it how did you fantastic. get to the
0: Washington Post? Because that's not a paper you just normally walk into. No,
1: I did w- normally walk into it. That's what I did. Well, you're Kara, um, but, yeah, but exactly. most people
0: have to work their way yeah, up to the Washington I, Post. Yeah,
1: I did work my way up there, but I worked my way up from the from the mailroom. I was at Georgetown University, and I called Larry Kramer, who was the metro editor, over a story that I had covered for the student newspaper, and his reporter had covered, and his reporter made a lot of errors in the story, and it drove me crazy because it was the Washington Post. It was full of errors, and I was so mad, and so I called him up and I said, "This is just terrible. This is the Washington Post. How could you send such a crappy reporter here? And don't aren't you embarrassed?" and he said, "Why don't you come down and tell that to my face?" I didn't realize I had reached the Metro editor.
0: Wait, so this is while you were at the mailroom already? No, 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 no. no. This, this, this was, is this how you got to the mailroom. Yes,
1: exactly. And so you
0: insulted your way into the. I mailroom. insulted
1: my way into the mailroom, but he said, "Why don't you come down and tell it my face?" And I said, "All right, I will." And I got on the bus. I think it's the D two. I forget down to 15th Street. They've moved since, and I met with them. And he said, "You think you could do better?" I said, "With my eyes closed, I could do better than your stupid reporter." And so I ended up writing for the District Weekly. They had a, they had a thing that covered student issues. And then I also worked in the mailroom at night. I worked as a night news aide, and which included mailroom duties, delivering mail, Did you know, moving. You, have to, you used to have to move stories up and down. There were people downstairs... At the time, were deaf because of the noise of the presses were in the Washington Post. Actual printing presses. Yeah, actual printing presses. Where
0: do you get the confidence to call up an editor at the Washington Post and tell them they're wrong? Some people can build that confidence Mm -hmm. up over Mm -hmm. time. A lot of people will never have it. A lot of people talk about women being sort of uh, Mm -hmm. not having that confidence. Yeah. It seems like you came out of your mom's womb that way. Yes,
1: I think. I don't know. I don't know. I just was like that when I was a kid. I was very... um, my mom told me I walked out of first grade and said, I'm not going to sit here anymore. I have, I know this already. So they need to give me something better. So, I mean, that was the peak of my intellectual capital. So you've
0: been that pain in the ass?
1: Yes. From yes. birth? Yes, from birth. I don't know what it is. It's, it's interesting. They used to call me when I was a kid Tempesta. So I guess that means... Dormy. So Tempesta gets to the Post,
0: <laughs> and did you want to be a journalist?
1: Yes, I did. Yeah, I had been working Why? for the student newspaper. Um, I was at Georgetown. I did not like it my freshman year, and I ended up, would save me, was working for the newspaper. I thought it was full of drunken people. They just drank a lot. I don't drink. And so I didn't like the tone. It was a little misogynistic. It was anti-gay uh, at the time, even though all the priests were gay. It was it was a weird place. So I, I found a lot of salvation in the, newspa- the student newspaper. With the nerds. Exactly, and I did really well. I, did, I had a, I had a popular column right from the get go, um, and I liked the I liked the newspaper. And so, I wanted to be. Uh, I was going to go in the CIA. That was I was at the School of Foreign Service. Chair of the spy. It, yes, well, except again, being gay was an issue at the time. Um, there were all kinds of issues around uh, being out, being gay. And you were and, out.
0: You were out at Georgetown. No, no,
1: no. But it was an issue. It was a, a. You knew
0: you were gay. Yes. But you were not out.
1: Yes. Yes, uh, relatively quickly, soon after I was, but not when I was at college. So, but at the time there were, it was an issue if you were going to go into any kind of, um, intelligence stuff, it was at the time.
0: So you're writing for the paper, you get to mm-hmm. the post and, and you end up covering business. Is that because you wanted to cover business or that's where they let you um, No, work? what happened
1: was, what well, what I, re- I did, I did really want to be a spy and I wanted to be, I wanted to actually be in, um, ROTC, but I was gay again. It was, there were lots of things that I wanted to, my dad was in the military. I have a lot of regard for the military and. I couldn't be in the military. I didn't like, I, I don't think Don't Ask, Don't Tell was in place at that time. But again, I couldn't do that. Like, what, what was that? That was ridiculous. And so, um, and later when you could go in the military, I was too old. I was going to sign up for the reserves, which is interesting. I just want to shoot a gun, Peter. You, you, <laughs> look, you look
0: awesome in the, in the you kinda I kind of had a military I wanted jacket to do, on last I night. Wanted to,
1: I wanted to be in the reserves. And so, you, um, may, you may get your chance to shoot a gun. Yes, exactly. I told you the militia at the Ridge I'm forming in the Castro. <laughs> so, um, in case we have to split from the rest of the country. So I was at the post and I worked my way up. And so I worked there as an aide, and then I got the inter- the coveted internship, the summer internship, which is always given to Harvard people. And then they'd har- hire a Harvard person. That was really how it went. And I had a pretty good resume. It's not like I didn't. And, um, I got the internship and did really well and and got a job from that. And what happened was there was a lot of people in the biz- business section was a backwater right. at the time. And it's right before, I think, Barbarians at the Gate came out or right around that time. And then suddenly everyone was like, business is cool, like is interesting. Bond trading. Yeah. One. Well, that particular book had a lot yeah, of impact. Yeah. And the second one, the other one that uh, with James Stewart did, oh, I can't remember. And it was the yep. same thing. It was his Wall Street stories. And so I I went to the business section, essentially. In interim, I had gotten a degree from Columbia Journalism School, too. So And I had been offered jobs in, like, Florida and places like that. And again, being gay, I'm like, I don't want to move there. I don't want to move to rural I'm Alabama. I'm staying in a metropolis. I'm staying in a metropolis. And, metropolis, and I'm going to start at the top. And so I went back to the post. And so I worked in the style section. I worked – I did all kinds of things there. I did all the little jobs, essentially. And every time they give me an assignment, I'd take it, essentially. And then say yes. That's say the, yes. That's a good exactly. Thing to know. And a lot of reporters are lazy. I'm sorry. Like, and I wasn't. And so, and they're all like whiny and lazy. And I'm like, I'll do it. I'll do it. I was always I'll do it kind of thing. And so, I got the summer internship, and I was the best person. Just, I just was. I worked my ass off, and I really understood what needed to happen. And,
0: and at some point, you end up writing about AOL, which is yes. then a small yes. Virginia-based yes. company. Yes. Well,
1: what happened was I started writing about a family called the Haft family, which was a retail I covered retail for six years, actually, for the post. I ended up in the business section at the end, and um, I wrote a series of stories that got a lot of attention, which was a family that was breaking up, and I wrote it like it was King Shakespearean, leader. Yeah. Yeah. And so I got tired of doing it. And then someone said, you should look at these internet comp They weren't called internet companies. They were online services companies. And
0: did you know what that was? Did you no. get what it was?
1: Yes, immediately. Yeah. Did yeah. it
0: click into you? This is a giant thing? Yes. Or was this is a weird little nerd hobby?
1: No, not at all. I really did understand it right away. I did. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I had been a student of history around radio and tele, you know, all the different mediums that changed and studied it a lot of Columbia and stuff. And when I saw it, I, I downloaded a book um, into a server and messed up the server. And the people who were running the computer system, it was at Duke, I think, um, were yelling at me for doing this because I mucked up the system. And I said, but I downloaded a book, don't you understand? And they were like, yes, you can download a book. I'm like, but you can download a book. And they kept saying, yes, you can download a book. And I'm like, but you can do it. And so it, it, it iterated to me that you could put anything online that was, that was print or or um so it immediately clicked with you this is Mediate. a giant
0: story this and this and compared to you know, Delphi or Everything. Prodigy this but this is but AOL is a is an important thing. company the whole thing i cover. didn't
1: care which one it was cuz i yeah. covered all those companies but i was lucky in that washington was the center was may east um it was the it was one of the hubs of the internet and that's right people
0: forget this there was a lot mm-hmm. of washington dc was right, a commercial was tons center of for PSINet,
1: the psinet um oh, i can't remember UUNet? UUNet was there that crazy guy. And uh, he he was an alien believer. That was a great interview I did with him. So anyway, he's probably right. Um, and so I wrote about all these companies. And AOL just struck my fancy because it was so commercialized for the average person. And so nobody was covering it. And nobody was covering Yahoo. Then. Did you have
0: to convince the Post to let you write yes. about that stuff? Mm-hmm. very well. so. Much even so. the Post, which is full of smart people, couldn't figure that part. Uh, you know, out.
1: David Ignatius, who's in, who's there now, was very—he understood it. He got it. He understood the importance of it. And you know, it was a homegrown company. Really, there were a whole bunches of them. So they, you know, every the way the Post had been covering technology was through people who sold technology to the government, and that was a terrible thing to cover. You know, they just sort of screwed the government constantly on lots of computer systems, and so. So this was different. Several editors did get it. They did get it and they thought it was exciting at the time.
0: And why'd you go to the journal?
1: Well, um, I, they didn't think it was that exciting. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so it wasn't the way. The way to get ahead at the post was to cover the White House, and that was where they wanted. They were like, "Oh, don't you want to cover politics? Don't you want to cover the White House?" And I. So couldn't this is think this is ahead. when. Mid '90s. Mid
0: '90s, right? right? So the the you know, internet being a, a sexy. It was not. Bit, wasn't it by like 1995, 96.
1: 96 is when it. Did. So you were in the not journal I, by then. Yes. What okay. happened was I got a book contract. I, I went in to write. I was going to write a book about the Haft family, like, and and my editor John Carp, who's now the head of. Simon Schuster, said, everybody's horrible in this book. You don't want to write a book about these people. What are you doing? And I said, I'm doing this coverage of this stuff. And he goes, now that's the story. And he, bought, it, yeah, and he bought that book. He bought that book, which was he's a, talk about a smart guy. He really was early onto it. And so I wrote a book about AOL. And in writing the book, I met Walt Mossberg. Um, he was in my book because he was one of the first people also to recognize the importance of companies. Walt's like doing
0: his technology column at the Journal this right. time? he
1: had started in the 90s. In Which was a radically
0: very radical so. idea to yeah. have someone dedicated yeah, to write about the consumer technology. Department.
1: He was covering, you know, everyone thought that he, I think uh, James Baker, he covered the State Department, thought he had gotten a demotion. Uh, you know, I think that was what it was. So he was, Walt really got it also. And it, there weren't that many people who got it, who understood it, and he did. And so he actively recruited me to come to the journal because he felt the journal needed to cover this because he thought it was going to be huge. And, and Paul Steiger agreed. And hired me.
0: And well, so Walt brings you there. Walt is, I moved to is, San Francisco, yeah. is a giant star giant and and you do really well, you thrive there. You're yes. covering the mergers yep. and the disasters. And then at what point does the Web one What point does the All Things D conference and then website? Well,
1: conference? so we I covered all the 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 up until the and then the merger was great because then I wrote a, a sequel because it was perfect. Like AOL reached its great AOL
0: time warner. Yeah, exactly. Worst merger in history. The worst merger Everyone in could see it from a million miles but away, correct, except the company that did it. Idea. Maybe. it was
1: it was it was correct in the concept of emerging of in- come on everything else that's followed it has been that you know those companies are still
0: debating whether you merge distribution yes, you and discussed content that list, right
1: yeah but not, but conceptually a lot of the ideas became other companies let's just say I conceptually think the, the idea... It's just like Google Glass. Conceptually, it's the right idea. It doesn't mean the product... I agree with right. you on Google
0: Glass. All right. That'll but there's a
1: lot thing. of things like that. Like, there was, there's tons and tons of tech products like the idea, that.
0: The idea that a big media company is eventually going to, to become a big internet company, becomes. I get that. And
1: the distribution should have gone over. They, could, they, they couldn't. Those people couldn't have made it happen, but it was an interesting idea. It wasn't a... The merger was a disaster, the idea. I still stick to it. Um, so I started... I wrote about that, and then I wrote the second book, and... Once I started, in the early 2000s, I started noticing all these blogs. Andrew Sullivan had one. Um, TechCrunch was around and I didn't think they did a very good job. I thought they were shoddy. But there were tons of these blogs and I went to Walton said we should do a blog. We this should. is
0: before the conference.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, I want to do the blog first.
0: He wanted to start. I want to do my own 19... blog. I want to write my own yeah. internet site. Yes,
1: exactly. Under run the it.
0: auspices of the journal, you right. want to go under the, the
1: auspices of the journal. There, people weren't doing a lot of that, like pulling Right, because
0: the Times and the Journal at the time would have an online edition, but that would literally they be treated it, it, it would, like
1: a secondary thing. But
0: right, they would just take what was in the newspaper and yeah. put it up online yeah, it was once run, a day. Run
1: by Bill Gruskin, who was very early, very smart. Um, I think he's at Columbia now, but. They were averse to it. They did, What's a blog? Uh, all the time. And then they, then they got on the, they're so not factual. And I'm like, well, and then I would always have their mistakes. and like, you had 16 mistakes last year, so I don't know why you're bragging about your fantastic record. <laughs> I think innately the people at the journal understood that it was going to kill them. I think they did, you know, and they hated it. They hate it. It's, it's pretty silly.
0: natural, right? Like there's, there's a group of people who get disrupted who literally yeah. don't understand what's happening and don't see it coming. There's another group oh, got who it. are aware of it, mm-hmm. but the rational thing to do is actually just pretend it's not yeah, going to happen. Because day Post. to day you're going to – and the music companies do it, the movie guys yeah. do it, the TV guys are going through mm-hmm. it right now where you go, I know this is going to kill me in five years, but I, I got to make money they support.
1: actively hate it. I mean one person who was lovely about it was Don Graham when I was leaving the Washington Post to go to the journal and, you know, I was a promising person there. I was, like, someone who they wanted to keep. And he said, well, why are you leaving? And I said, you know, Don, the water's rising. The floodplain is rising, and you're on the lower floodplain in the Wall Street Journal. And, by the way, it's going to hit the Journal, too. And he was like, okay, I got it. Like, he got it. He understood. Because, you know, that ugly cl- group of – I had covered retail, so I understood that these retailers weren't coming back and Walmart didn't advertise. So they lost Woodies and a whole bunch of Heckinger's, Giant Food. They just lost a lot of advertising. And then I felt that classifieds would be totally disrupted. That was their second tier, classifieds and major advertising. And I was like, I don't know how you figured this out. Thank goodness they have this owner that can afford it now. I
0: want to come back to this in a, in sure. a minute or two. But so just so you started the – I thought you started the conference first. I should know. We did the because district.
1: they wouldn't let us do the blog.
0: And you said we, wanted to, we want to have a conference where Bill Gates and Steve Jobs show up and yes. it will make a ton of money. And yeah, we'll they had they money.
1: had a conference division, but it was all like, like – it was all sponsored. And why did
0: they let you guys start a conference? Because Walt was really powerful. Because Walt was a big deal and this did yeah, a way didn't to, want to make. Walt. Yeah,
1: exactly. I would say that's – they didn't care about me.
0: And you were smart enough to attach yourself to Walt. Yes. I mean yes. you are friends with him as well. Yes, of course,
1: wanna... all the great ideas are mine. No, they're
0: not. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> uh,
1: no, but I think I, I spurn Walt to, to think hard about where his – he was – you know, Walt's really entrepreneurial. You don't think about him as an entrepreneur, but actually having left his job, his powerful defense department, state department job, to do that was a big entrepreneurial leap, and he was open to it. And he got it too. we had gone to conferences, and they were all like big, thumb-sucking, sponsor-loving Horrible boring. Really, really that's the real problem is they were boring. And so we felt we had a lot of at this time I had lots of relationships in the industry. And we felt we could do live journalism. I think that's we call it that now,
0: but we I don't remember at the time. Just called, called the conference, it didn't suck. Yeah, and it, the conference and, and didn't it suck, worked yeah. right out of the gate. Right. Right out of the gate. Made a bunch Made of money. money. Right away. And you guys didn't make money no. the first year, right? No, we
1: didn't. The first year, I think we made a million dollars. I think there was some profit. I forget. It was a lot of money for two reporters to make. To you like, we did make a lot of money. Yeah, the first year we made a profit, make it a good profit, a solid profit. Mm-hmm.
0: But you and Walt personally, did you get that no. money? No, no, But at some point, you guys no, had this amazing even, like, contract. Like at one
1: point, I called Walt the first year when I was like, "How many reporters return? Like, are not a cost center? It's the opposite." I literally called Walt. I'm like, did you get the flowers yet? Because I didn't get the flowers. Like, we didn't get flowers. We didn't get chocolates. We're like, where are the thank you notes? And literally what they said to us, like, well, it's part of your job. I'm like, part of our job is to make you a ton of money, like, and not give it to us. And so right away we were – So we. So I had been infected by the Silicon Valley disease, it's like I did the work and I didn't get the money or I didn't get the shares or I didn't get the credit and stuff – And so they felt it was, they just had an antiquated view of reporters, you know, that they were
0: just. And how did you, because at some point then you end up, you end up with a contract where you and Walt do get a bunch of profits. We got a third, we got a third, a a third, a third. You (laughs) made a lot of money. Yeah, we did. How did you get them to do that?
1: I don't know. They were stupid. I don't know. They did. They are they stupid it, or are they smart? I mean, they're um, smart to get to keep the I don't you think they thought not, it would make money. as much money as it did. I think that's one of the things. And so they felt like it wasn't that big a deal. And it actually became a much bigger deal. And it became very profitable.
0: And you guys became the sort of prototype for a thing we've had for a bunch of years mm-hmm. now where uh, you're a star reporter at a big publication, yes. at a big media company. And then now there's a debate about what they're going to do with you. Do they right. try to keep you happy and give you, like Andrew Ross and give you your own stuff to play yeah. with? Do you go off and do your own thing like Bill Simmons has tried to do? yeah do you just pick up shop and go somewhere else?
1: Right. I would say they weren't very helpful I, yeah. you know what I mean they you know it was sort of like I would say benign neglect, but it really wasn't that they were more there was a lot of resentment in the newsroom for sure. Like, Other reporters, yes, and editors. Yes, because you do want to pull people down that are excelling. Because God, that's like. It's, like and crazy. they're
0: saying, "Well, why is she making all that money?" Yeah,
1: well, they aren't doing anything. So it, you know, I think it, it scares reporters. So they were, you know, they. they and get, let's
0: be honest, right? You're the same person who tells your relatives that you're, you're yeah. better than them. You're certainly going to tell your coworkers. I did. Yeah. It's true. No, but so it's, that, but that I was. That could occasionally rub someone the like, wrong way.
1: No, I know. But it was instead of being like, "Wow, this is an opportunity." One of the things Walt and I wanted to do was do all things finance, all things health. And John Miller was also into that. He was the head of digital at the time, and he like that idea. And and, News Corp. Yeah. Dodgers. And so they just never funded it. I, you know, I think it was because they were facing rather, they had other issues going on at the time. There was all kinds of losses in Europe and things like that. And so it just, and it was very typical of a big company not to want to try something new. They just didn't want to try something. Like, that's why Politico left the Washington Post. It's like, it just wasn't they, their mentality wasn't there. They had bigger fish to fry, I guess, and so we never came to a decision. And we signed two, one or two contracts with it when it switched over to Rupert Murdoch. Rupert loved Waltz, Never knew my name for a long time, but and
0: then he loved you for a while,
1: sort of, because well. he loves gossip. Yes, he likes it. He would call you and with you. Yes, he loves gossip. I still don't think he knows precisely who I am. Sometimes, sometimes he's But it is me. funny
0: when you hear this is no, back no. to the hacking thing mm-hmm. where I have no idea what was going on in my mm-hmm. newspaper. Of course, he did. The, oh my God, he's so lives sharp. For.
1: He's sharp as a fucking tack. That yeah. guy. But I it's wouldn't... also what he
0: lives like. He, he might not well know what's going on. I don't know. It's some part of Fox oh, no. Network. But I think he
1: knows it. I literally won't turn my back on that man not until he's in the ground. I'm just like, he's so smart. He's so smart.
0: So you guys do great at the yeah. journal. You make a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, you build this franchise. I go to work for you. Mm-hmm. Minor footnote. Mm-hmm. And then you leave. Yes. Why'd you leave?
1: Because they didn't want. Because you know the hacking thing did impact us uh, personally. Me, I, that thing really disturbed me. The, the behavior around the hacking. I, I have to say, I know it disturbed Walt. That wasn't the primary thing. It just was like, ugh, these people. Like you know, and they I say
0: mean? we fired you.
1: No, they didn't. They never but that's, did.
0: But that's what they told Michael Wolf. They
1: tried. They tried yeah. to say it. it. I have emails where they yeah. begged us to stay. So they, you know, whatever. They can do whatever they want. Peter Peter Chernin warned me that they would try to do that, but that's fine.
0: So you go off on your own. Whatever. And...
1: We didn't. We never negotiated with them. We ever never had a meet. We had one meeting with them. Um, we had already been in extensive discussions with NBC and others. And we're in our final choice between two NBC and another. let's just set it
0: up. so your thought was we want to go do what we're doing, but do it somewhere else some as funding. our own company with right. fun we want to mm-hmm. do what other people we've reported on have done, which is actually mm-hmm. create our own thing right exactly with with money, and that's right. what you went to do right. With re/slash code. Yeah, now exactly. Recode. <laughs>
1: recode, yeah. They, um, yeah, we had, we, what we did is made a list of six companies: the A companies, the B companies, the C companies, and worked our way through them. And you can obviously guess who the A ones are, you know, the NBCs of the world. So, w- was,
0: what'd you learn about that process, right? It's one thing to report about this mm-hmm. for many years, it's another thing to actually go out and do it, to go yeah. out and raise money and then to operate a company. Yeah. And you're the person who Hard. was smart enough to understand that AOL is going to be successful, that these retailers were going out of the way, and the Washington mm-hmm. Post was screwed but it's another thing to actually run that company yes. yourself. So what you learn? It turned out learn? to be very hard. It yeah. turned out
1: to be. You know, I think one of the things was uh, we didn't anticipate. I think that things changed really quickly once we raised the money. Once we got the money, then Vox and Vice and all the others raised three or four times the amount of money or more. And so the minute that happened, I knew we were screwed. We, were, we couldn't We couldn't keep up fast enough. We couldn't grow fast enough. And so that's why I wanted to sell right away. It, people were surprised by that, but I think it was – pretty clear to me. We sold about
0: a year after we Yes, launched. people
1: were shocked. A year and but, a half. Right. And the reason we did was because these people were re- gaining an enormous amount of money. And the only way we could keep up was to gain that amount of money. Now, if you're reporting VCs, on right.
0: another company, and mm-hmm. they raise a bunch of money, with mm-hmm. a big, lot of fanfare, and they mm-hmm. launch, and a year and a half later, they sell. Mm-hmm. They say, well, it's because the other people were raising money. You go, that's not...
1: No, it really That's not, was. That's not an I argument. just didn't think that you, we would. You would win. poke holes in that argument. I would poke holes, but here's the deal: we would have had to raise more money, like, and therefore lose control. We would have had to raise VC money, which was something we didn't do, you know, at the time, and so it just was. You could see that it could get into a lot of trouble. It could, and and you know, I was doing a lot more business stuff that, that I should have been doing writing and stuff. So that was another thing. It was taking a lot of time. What
0: about time. that that idea of running the company as opposed to being an editor, being mm-hmm. a writer, did you like the business, Some of it. The, the full control of it? Some would you ever it. do that again?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think Jim Vanderhey likes it more than I did. I think, but uh, it wasn't. It's not that it was. You know, people would say, "Oh, it's a failure." No, it's that you understood that you were not going to be the one. Like Jim Bankoff had the CMS system. He had the,
0: the CEO Vox Media. Your Media. boss, my boss,
1: exactly. And so it it was just obvious that they were going to do better. So why not attach yourself to them? And 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 why why stand on principle? I'm going to show them, you know, we could have stayed a very small outfit. I don't th- I think that would have been fine. I think we would have been profitable eventually because we were at, at the Wall Street Journal and it wasn't, there weren't extra, too many extra costs, but it would have been small. We would have stayed small and there are the risks inherent in all that.
0: I mean, what strikes me in retrospect is that we really didn't understand how the publishing, forget mm-hmm. the money part of it, just how the, the publishing world had changed yeah. and the idea of creating a blog and putting mm-hmm. yourself on the blog and and then generating traffic from that and yeah, growing over time. Was hard. We had no idea how social worked.
1: No, exactly. Uh, not that not a clue, 100%. which is
0: embarrassing for me to admit having again oh, been the person who reported on it. Mm-hmm. Like it didn't occur to me that we would have to restructure the company to do that but
1: things change really rapidly in yeah. that regard like the whole facebook it's an article everything just suddenly the year we debuted and by the way
0: they're still changing i just wrote today about a story called a company called elite daily which mm-hmm. is 20 something just real knuckleheads mm-hmm. who figured out how to game facebook and they grew their traffic overnight and mm-hmm. they sold to daily mail for mm-hmm. somewhere between 26 and 47 million dollars two years ago and mm-hmm. daily mail just wrote them off right. today to right. zero
1: Right. Well, I wasn't happy for that, you know. But um, <laughs> no. That but they, I'm saying
0: it, it, it's it's the stuff does move. Really it does, fast. and it,
1: I, you know, the stuff that you had to be good at. I don't even like being good at. You know, you know what I mean. Like the gaming of Facebook. Just the idea of spending my life doing that was just horrible. And it, you know, again, we we did very well. We actually ended up doing well. I'm not trying to defend myself for, it, but our investors did fine. Like it was good. I think it was smart. I think a lot of people would not have sold. Would have been like, I'm going to show them kind of thing. Right. You and,
0: double down. You raise another round. Raise another
1: round. And I was like, you know what? No. You're crushing it. Yeah. Exactly. I just thought. It was a waste of time and money for for people to do that. When we had another solution, we had a lot of things. Vox wanted the conference business, a certain you know reputation and stuff like that that they needed, and they had a lot of stuff we needed. So it seemed like, a, and their ethics were the same. were in line with ours. And I, Jim Banko is a wonderful person. It's hard to not
0: hi Jim. Hi Jim.
1: <laughs> no, but he is. He really is. He's a great. I've known him since I wrote about him when he did all the stuff at uh, weblogs at AOL. So. You know, you, I think you, I felt consolidation was coming. And look, I was right. Like, look what's happening now with bigger and other companies. And what happens is you either go out of business. I think we either would have gotten real small, which, you know, Peter, you and I could just do what we want and do just fine and make a lot of money, like, by ourselves even. In some really? Way. Yes, we could. We could dump everybody. I
0: want to make more money. Um,
1: exactly. And so the question is, do you want to stay small or do you want to be part of a bigger thing? And I th- I felt like for the employees and everybody else, it was better to, to move on rather than than raise more money i just didn't think we would do i think it would have been a disaster probably
0: so vox media is a company that that uh both employs a lot of millennials mm-hmm. and wants to, to yes. reach a lot of millennials they, are. But they don't
1: do it in the dumb way they like. don't
0: do it the dumb way but mm-hmm. i'm curious about your take we work with a lot of people who are a lot younger than us now and that's that's a new idea for me to wrap my head around yep. although it turns out it was not a new idea mm-hmm. how, how, do, how are you handling that
1: um, I like Being an elder spokesperson, Elder spokesperson. uh, it's good. Actually, they're, they're actually, this particular group of millennials doesn't irritate me. Like I've seen some other companies that are doing like, we're talking to millennials. They don't brag like that. They don't, I don't think they are talking like that. They're talking, the discussions that I've had with people at Vox media are all about good journalism, good stories. You see that it was a really nice surprise. I think to me, like they, they do care about the stories. They care about a lot of things that I've always cared about, so that was nice. Um, again, I'm not of the people that think that there's some secret sauce for young people versus old people. I think smart people like smart news, and look at the success of our podcasts are like that because people like smart.
0: That's things. right, smart, t- people. smart people. Smart Congratulations. They
1: do. They do. You can't deny that they do, and I, and to pretend that they do because if there's a certain age, I think it's just like, do they want it stupider? Do they want it faster? I, no, I just don't. I just don't believe it. They don't want it duller. I think the problem is people that People commit is they're dull, and if you're not, if you're interesting, I think you always have an audience. That's just my feeling.
0: Box media, like everyone else, wants to figure out video, they want more mm-hmm. video on faster video, bigger yes. video. Um, you're someone who's typed for a living, yes. you tell stories with, with words. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about transitioning to a video I'm world? good with it, yeah, I'm ready for my moment. You want to, you want some more <laughs> camera time?
1: Yeah, I think I should be the top lesbian in media, not Rachel Maddow. I think we need to displace her. Lesbians do well on media, yeah, me no, no, you, I'm, that's, that's the sound
0: of me biting my tongue. Um, okay. <laughs> Um, no, but
1: I think we could do. I have got it. We got to figure it out. Like I think No one's true. done
0: it, right? No one's done business. No, no because in video. you know,
1: look, Bill Simmons thing didn't work. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, there's there's
0: yeah, I mean there's a separate thing about why
1: we're in though that genre though. We're in the that people
0: thing. talking to other people right. around. We could do, just film this.
1: Right, exactly. But we're good at it. You know, there's not I I maintain that that's a big advantage for us because like, you know, I was thinking of Elon Musk cuz I've seen a million interviews with him. The best ones he's done are with us. So, it's not a mistake. We're good at what we do. And so there's, I don't know if there's a video element of that. That it's, I don't know. You have how, to think of something. How long
0: do you want to do this for? This this next Talking week. <laughs> <laughs> next week.
1: Um, you know, I don't know. It's interesting. You know, I have aspirations. Speaking of the Trump thing, of running for political office. Everyone
0: who who which who I was ahead me, of asks, people asks now. about that. and They say, "Is she serious?" This was a
1: year ago. I and was you, talking about. And this. you are serious. Yes. Uh, it makes me you know it, even more so you know it's, it's interesting that now everyone's talking about now you yeah, should just run run for, it out.
0: you want to, you want to be mayor of san francisco i'm thinking governor now governor. <laughs> governor
1: No, I'm president i'm thinking pre- like if this
0: you want to be El could make it what but you want to you want to run for some kind of I office i feel like
1: we i think again because again going back to my i wanted to be in the military i believe in civic duty i believe in civic involvement and i'm not i'm just not civically involved the way i should be and so i feel like we sit around and gripe around about our government and we gripe about this and that and then we don't take you know, go out there and really and do something about it. And so there's a lot of jobs. It's not just it's not just mayor of San Francisco for the thing, it's that we really do abrogate our responsibility to create a civic society and then therefore the crazy fucking people get to run things like this is what happens if we let it happen and so, what about
0: the idea that government's a serious thing you should know a lot about what you're doing you shouldn't do it as a lark and mm-hmm. and, and by the way it's a lot of work
1: yeah well look what happened
0: like here we have
1: <laughs> here we have the reality so, show so your, what, like 10, your, your platform like, is you could do worse we're so that mile was his platform away? yeah we're you a mile away from like the reality show of trump tower like I, I don't i listen i don't advocate that i would i would hire a intelligent and experienced people for example but i do think that there is there is a professional politician that has seeped into our world that is probably needs some shaking up
0: what's the story you missed what's the story you got wrong the one oh, you kick so yourself many. about what's the big one
1: oh, no too many big ones not yeah. too many um god there hasn't been that many we've been pretty good on them we're fast followers too i think when we get don't you know, get the first thing we're pretty good at following Probably the impact of the changing... Again, you've done a great job of this. Is uh, What's happened to media, I think, is still massive. Like Okay, oh no, I'll, I'll, I'll
0: go back to work. I okay, I
1: know. Um, I think probably... Um, you know, it sounds dumb, but some companies that I didn't get right away. I I did get Facebook right away. I think I got a lot of them right away. I did get Google right away. I was one of the first people to write about it, and I really thought they were going to do great, and I'd covered a lot of search engines, so I don't feel bad about that. I'm usually pretty good. I didn't get eBay. I was in a meeting with the benchmark guys, and they explained it to me, and I was like, I don't get this. I don't get this. eBay. Like, I just didn't get it. It was stupid on my part because I covered retail. I should have gotten it, and then Meg Whitman actually called me because she was at Marvel or where? I forget where she was, Mattel. And she said, you know, I heard you know a lot about the internet. Can you tell me if I should take this job? Because she had been at Disney and Mattel, I think. Let
0: me give you some good advice.
1: Yeah, and so I went on to where I was like, I don't get this. I guess, I don't know. Like, I I don't know. I guess, but you can make some money. I think that, I said that to her. I said, I bet you can make some money. Now she's a billionaire, but...
0: Yeah, that's kind of my standard response. Yeah, yeah, you could make uh, – yeah, why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah, and and you'll probably get fired is yeah. the other response. And if I you think feel I comfortable was, with that, I'm trying to think of what it. I wasn't good on. I
1: did get Snapchat. I did get I, – I did Twitter right away. I understood. I kept – I was a big advocate of it to people, like the use – what it was. I'm trying to think of companies I missed. Um, I try to stay open-minded and not say – I think reporters like to shit on things right away. Like, oh, it's not going to work. This is not going to work. And I try to like it's not – It's kind of
0: my stance. It
1: is your stance. But it's a good stance to have. But it's just sometimes I'm like – Sometimes
0: um, if you're reflexively negative, you'll yes, be wrong.
1: Yes, exactly. And so I'm not reflexively negative on many things, although I do think a lot of things are stupid.
0: Who, what's the interview you want that you haven't gotten?
1: Well, Jesus, of course.
0: Jesus is dead. You've done mm-hmm. Obama. Well, Would you do so Trump? So they
1: say Jesus is dead.
0: Would you sit with Trump?
1: Christians are going to be mad about that, Peter. I think um, the Christians are already <laughs> mad at you. <laughs> I'm actually Catholic, if you can believe it. Um, yeah, I know. I can't believe it either. Trump, I think, now. I would like to interview Trump, although yep. I think it would just be ugly. It would just be one ugly interview. It could be really funny or it could be really, really ugly. Well, I'd he, be wants
0: like, to, he wants to be liked, so he would agree. with the Times interview, he's just telling them whatever they want, they want to hear.
1: I literally would like, so you lie a lot. Can you explain that to me? I think that would be my first question. I think it would go downhill from there. Um, I would like to interview Putin. I would like to interview Putin. I'd like to, we're doing a lot more on the podcast of people that are outside of our genre. I would like to interview... Um, I would like to interview Hillary Clinton now. I'd like to do a good interview with her. I think that would be good. I'd like to interview Barack Obama. I'm trying. I'm hoping to get him on for something. I think right now political people interest me, but um, I think we don't do enough artists and book writers and things like that. I agree. Yes. Let's get some more of those on yes, here. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, well, I've always wanted to interview you, so thanks <laughs> for making go. my dream Dull come as true, Kara. Dull as it may Cara. be. Merry Christmas, everyone. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. Stay safe. What else do you have have other advice to offer people?
1: Other advice. I think one of the things I just was at this gay breakfast this morning of gay techies, which is you know we like to meet and like plot and stuff like that. And one of the things I was telling people I think is you can't underscore um, being cooperative and not disagreeing. I think a lot of people we tend to go along too much and we tend to agree. And I think there's real power in saying no, and saying just a second and asking questions. And I think people don't. I think it's done well for me. I think it's done well for you that you really. without with it being fair and accurate and kind in a way. To question. Question. I think people do not, they don't question it. I, there's a tattoo I'm thinking of getting, actually. I have several tattoos, and there's a tattoo I'm thinking of getting. And it's, I don't know if this story is correct, but it's when Galileo, he had to recant all his correct things about the universe. And I'm sure it's just a fake story, just like the eBay Pez dispenser uh-huh. story was fake. But um, supposedly when he was leaving the courtroom after he recanted everything that was accurate, He's apparently whispered, C, si il, move, eh? Still, it moves. Like, fuck you. Oh,
0: like, I like that one. Isn't it great? I like So I was it. thinking of
1: putting C, si il, move, I, so I can't commit to it. They, they can make you say it's not the case, but I want to be the person who says, fuck you, it moves. Like, that's the kind of thing.
0: We got to move. Someone's yeah. going to take this room. All Thank right. you, Kara. Thank you. Thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks for having a pretty great 2016 with a couple Happy With, the, with a couple God, questions. Fuck you,
1: 2016. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> <with> a couple <laughs> downsides. John but thank you everyone for listening Um, I really enjoyed doing this thanks Kara for letting me do this you guys know where to subscribe to this so I'm not going to tell you about it you know how to find Kara's awesome show so you don't need advice about that Lauren Good has a great show Too Embarrassed to Ask Um, this conference that Kara and I are talking about that's all recorded over on Recode Replay you can go listen to that stuff thanks to our excellent sponsors thanks to Digital Media the company that distributes this show and thanks again to you guys I will see you next week